Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That on. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are coming to you live on this Wednesday, October 26th, 2016. This is Franchise Episode number 85 all time. Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air, as well as tweet us questions or comments that we will read on the show. For more info on how to do all of that, please go to letsgoblues.com slash radio. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at LGB Radio. Uh, go ahead and send us your tweets to that, uh, that uh, handle as well, and we'll read them. My name is Kurt Price, and joining me once again tonight are my somewhat handsome co-hosts bill day and jeff ponder good evening gentlemen how are you hey somewhat ho somewhat attractive host i actually know what somewhat host works yeah <laughs> somewhat host it is yep. i got my i got my haircut just for this podcast you look good you got a collar on and everything yeah because i didn't have time to change after work Why don't you just, take, just take your shirt off no no, no. bill sleeps on a collar that's that's his deal <laughs> he wears collars a lot yeah, some people sleep naked. No, I get fully dressed. Now, do you do you wear just a collar or do you wear the whole shirt? He wears a dicky. <laughs> it's a modified dicky to look like a collar. I could I could totally make a joke there, but I'm going to refrain. I'm going to let the audience come up with it on their own. I bet it won't take long. <laughs> That's know. what she said. Oh. <laughs> uh, and we're off. Yep. No, let's go Blues Radio intro. Hey, uh, so I got something fun to talk about. All right. Uh, it's not in the show notes, so so Kurt is going to completely be thrown off the rails here. Oh, way to go. Um, so Saturday, I uh, actually, people listening to the show are going to be blown away that I actually did this. I went to Peoria, Illinois on purpose. How about that? Um, reasoning, it was for a bachelor party. Uh, back when we were young uh, in the day, and, and the Peoria Rivermen were the Blues uh, AHL affiliate. My buddies and I used to go up there once or twice a year and uh, uh, enjoy the game and enjoy the nightlife of Peoria, which if you want to look that up, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you want to look up nightlife of Peoria, you'll find pretty quickly what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, oh, we got we got some Googlers here. Looks like Kurt's looking. Who's not gonna look that up? Um, but uh, so uh, 
some history was made over the weekend. Uh, do you guys know about what what's, what happened with the Vermen over the weekend? Shannon Sabados. Shannon Sabados. Um, she is the Canadian Olympic goalie. Started a game, actually appeared in a game, and then started a game for the Rivermen. Uh, so, is that the first regular season game with a with a female goalie in a in a male professional league? Is that correct? Am uh, I saying that right? Is that Rivermen? Are they ECHL? No, they're uh, SPHL. SPHL. She, did she never get a start with the? Um... Who is she with? Uh, Columbus Cottonmouths? Or... She might have. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it was historic for me because I got to see yeah, a female goalie start for men's team. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we went on Saturday. They played on Friday in their home opener, and I believe they lost 6-1. to one. And then the second game, uh, so she led in two goals in that game, did not start. She started the game that, uh, that we went and saw, and she gave up a goal in the first minute which was a breakaway. Um, and then, honestly, she played really well, uh, but they still pulled her, I think, after three goals. Brought in a guy named Storm Fanuff. Yes, you heard that correct. Storm Fanuff. I love it. Goal. And uh, not related to Dion, by the way. I looked that up. Uh, spelled the same. And uh, then, uh, two days later, she was cut from the team. So, mm-hmm. you know what, though? I, I, I can't. Again, I, I'm not a Riverman fan, even though I think I'm... Yeah, I am wearing the hat right now. Um, she looked good. I, I thought it was uh, kind of crap that she got cut. I don't blame her for most of those goals. But uh, but still, exciting. I thought it was pretty cool to uh, to see a female start in a uh, male-dominated league. The uh, I, I searched for Peoria Nightlife, and I got off-screen here. Away. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about right. <laughs> it's a very small picture, but you know you get the idea. There is a uh, there is a male establishment there, and um, I will just say that I do not like male establishments in the St. Louis area. There is one in Peoria that is much different from uh, what you would see in East St. Louis. Because I I do I I'm not just I don't just say this because my wife might be in, in listening distance. I really don't like those places, but this one's much different. It's a lot more fun. So you do like those places, just not here. Just not here, and just not in Vegas. I went to one in Vegas. I didn't like it either. So, well, you you went to the Thunder Down Under, or the the male one, right? <laughs> the toolbox. <laughs> the toolbox. <laughs> I, well, that's a, that is a. Uh, I am happy you got to see that historic event. Yeah, it was cool. It was uh, it was cool. Just uh, just sucked to come home and see that she already got cut from the team. When, like I said, it's. You know, she, she there's nothing she could do about it. The Rivermen are awful. They're just awful. Was that the home opener or was it? No, that was the second game. So they had the home opener on Friday, and then we saw the second game on Saturday. Hmm. Wonder, you know, I, I hate to think it because, you know, she is, you know, she is a, a damn good goalie in her own right. But I'm hoping they didn't bring her in for a publicity stunt to uh, see how many seats she could fill. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what a couple people said, but, man, I I got to think that's ridiculous, you know, because she actually is, like, a legitimate goaltender, you know. Um, I think a lot of people question Maiden Rayom starting a preseason game, but uh, I got to say that, you know, I, I mean, I watched the Olympics. I've seen some of her other games. She's a 
very good goalie. So I, I got to think that the coaching staff at least was like, hey, we could at least give her a shot. But you might be right. Might have just been a media thing. Yeah, well, she gets one one start and then plays part of a game and then is, is sent down, sent away. So it's uh, kind of reeks of publicity to me. But it does. You think they would if they were going to actually have her on the team and actually give her a start? They'd give her more than one. Well, they gave they gave up twelve goals this weekend, and she gave up less than the other guy. So what does that tell you? Um, Bill. The official beer of the official beer of episode eighty-five. I saw you tweeted it out. It looks delicious. Yeah, it's uh, quite the uh, mouthful. It is uh, a brewery I had never heard of before tonight called Moody Tongue, and uh, this is the caramelized chocolate churro Baltic Porter. So the, the I, I see the bottle. Moody Tongue is the brewer. Yes. Not the name of the beer. So that's the biggest thing on the bottle is Moody Tongue. Can we not say Brewer on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Brewer was so bad. (laughs) How bad is he? Uh, (laughs) The name of the beer I can't even We can't even talk about beer on the podcast (laughs) because Brewer was so bad. Uh, (laughs) I never, yeah. Um, It looks delicious. Yeah, it's. um, well, we're what five minutes into the show, and it's more than halfway gone. So, I'm gonna say it's delicious. <laughs> well, we're about to have a fun bill. Uh, this is this is the uh, I don't know maybe I don't know what the streak was, but uh, this is below ten percent alcohol by volume. And uh, what? I, yeah, it's it's only seven, so it's uh, a little lighter than I have been. Uh, consuming on the most recent shows but uh this week this on this show this week's show we're going to do uh, uh the exact same thing that we did last week with the format as far as opening the show up to uh listeners to join us live on the air midway through the show after we've you know rolled through our topics uh we'll open it up for anyone to jump on and uh we'll let you know before we do that and when we do that so uh stay tuned for that so I've had some folks ask about when they could join. So uh, it'll be oh, midway through, a little past midway. So listen for that. Uh, the Clay's Classic Roller Hockey Tournament is getting closer. November 19th at Queenie Park. Uh, all skater all skater spots full, Jeff? I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, please stop by for a beer, soda, hot dog, something for the concessions to... Uh, uh, add to the proceeds from uh, that will go to the, uh, support the Clay's family. And uh, apparently, Jeff Ponder has approved the participation of some semi-pro guys that will be playing against. So <laughs> that that'll be embarrassing. <laughs> it's gonna be fun watching them dangle uh, Bill Day all day. <clears throat> That's what she said. Dangle Bill Day all day. That is not easy to say. It's not. You did it well. Thank you. I wish I would have made the pros just so I could hear somebody say that on <laughs> on the radio. But but I guess yeah, that was never going to happen. And now I've got to hear it on the radio. So thank you. All right, I'll get uh, I'll get Chris Kerber to call the game for us. Okay. That would be awesome. I can go for that. Uh, Bill, Jeff, and myself. We'll be, I'll be playing. So that there is reason enough to come out and watch. As well as 
Mr. Winning Unlimited, Adam Gold. Adam Gold will be there. Yes, I yeah. saw that. Along with a number of other folks that have uh, have signed up. And they're not worth mentioning. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys see this? Uh, nine-year-old Alex Vaughn, uh, Blues fan, uh, was hit in the face with a puck during the Blues Rangers game. You see that uh, story? Yes, I did. Uh, the puck went to the crowd. It struck Alex in the face, uh, just under the nose. Rushed to the hospital for 16 stitches outside of his mouth, four inside the mouth, and uh, needs a plastic surgeon on the 28th. Tarasenko gave him a private tour of the Blues locker room uh, in the facilities, and uh, Tarasenko asked him, did you cry? And no, Alex answered. And Tarasenko replied, if that happened to me when I was nine, I would have cried. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he left the game with a, a game use. Uh, Alex left the left the uh, uh, game with a game use stick from Tarasenko, a puck signed by Petrangelo, as well as a team signed stick from a uh, with a get well soon message from McDonough and the Rangers. He also met Arvatuzo, uh, Barrett Jackman, and Darren Pang after the game. And uh, his uh, Alex's dad said, "We very much appreciate all the Blues have done for Alex and the, my family." Uh, it just goes to show uh, what a classy organization it is from the phone calls throughout the week to check on his status to putting something like this together where he gets to a new memory that erases the bad memory of getting hit with the puck. We're very lucky, Greg said. Uh, Alex has still has a smile. He has his teeth and didn't hit him in the eye or anything, and he's got a great story to tell. We're very fortunate. So conclusion, hockey players kick ass. Yeah, That was a very, very cool thing that they did for, for him, and, and I, I didn't even think about it really that but it mentioned how it erases the the memory of getting hit by the puck, and that's that makes complete sense. But this story reminded me of when we were playing ice hockey, and uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill shoots the puck like he does, fairly hard, and uh, it hit my brother in the chin, and it starred him open. Blood was everywhere. Uh, his broom ball helmet with no face scar didn't uh, didn't protect him at all. So it was. Uh, he had to have a, have a plastic surgery, uh, a plastic surgeon come in and, and fix him up too. So, yeah, and it was uh, uh, Dr. Rich Heyman, right? And he was, uh, he was at the time he was the Blues plastic surgeon, so he knew what he was doing when it came to to puck injuries. Right. <laughs> so that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was good. I mean, a crappy thing that happened to Alex, but uh, a nice uh, ending, and he looks like he'll be fine. So that was a that was a, a nice a nice read actually. So yeah, and, and uh, it goes to show it. I, I think that. You know, teams have always cared when that kind of stuff happens, but I feel like uh, maybe it's just the social media aspect of it now, or uh, even just the internet aspect of of covering the game. But you know, I think part of it too is what happened in Columbus with Espen Knutson way back in the day. Um, I, man, I, her name is escaping me. I should know it, but um, the girl that was struck and 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 died hours later. Um, it, it just goes to show how much the the players really do care. I, I remember a play years ago where Barrett Jackman uh, went to shoot the puck out on a penalty kill, and it it flew over the glass, I mean, full steam, and ended up hitting a guy. And Jackman was – you could see him – like they, they put the camera on him, and you could see him watch the puck leave the rink, and you saw him kind of cringe. I'm guessing that's when it hit the person, and he watched him – the whole time until the guy exited the, the, the arena. And I, I, it just, it just goes to show, you know, maybe 30 years ago, you shoot it out, you don't think about it. It happens now and, and everybody's concerned. And uh, again, it 
goes back to the Espen Knutchen situation, but I think it just shows, like you said, hockey players rock. They really care. They care about their fans and, um, you know, are, are always there for their well-being. Yeah, and when I first saw the story, you know, anytime I, I I think of two stories, uh, whenever you see anything about the puck going to the glass and, and hurting somebody, and, and my, my first thought usually is into when I hit uh, Kurt's brother, but um, – <laughs> So the uh, the worst sound I have ever heard in my life was at a hockey game, and uh, it was when I was going to Providence College, and you know, it was at front row all the games, and the Schneider Arena is had a really weird setup. I don't know if it's still the same way, but basically, on the uh, sideboards opposite the benches, the first row of seats is your head's basically at the top of the glass. So the second row behind you is just above the glass. It's kind of a bizarre setup. And it was early on in the season, and I believe it was Hal Gill who was the captain while I was there. Um, he went to dump the puck in, and the puck sailed and went straight over the guy sitting next to me's head and just crushed the girl's face sitting right behind us. And just that that sound is the worst sound I've ever heard in my life. And it, it just, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that will forever be with me. Um, just awful. Um, your, but, dog's, your dog seems to be emotionally upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. It, it, Sheldon really doesn't like to hear about uh, you know, getting hit by hockey pucks because I, well, I don't know. I've never shot a puck around him. So, but uh, the other story was uh, back when Dave Christian was playing for the Blues and Brett Hull uh, was, you know, the guy on the team. Hully took a slap shot that sailed up into the crowd and it caught Christian's kid and, and hit him. And, you know, every, the game stopped for a couple of minutes while people tended to him. And I think he had to be taken to the hospital. Um, but I was trying to find anything out there on that, uh, you know, from from the newspapers. So I don't know. Maybe this is a job for uh, for Tim at uh, uh, STL Blues History. Uh, if see if he's got anything in the archives about that, because I, I remember that vividly. I just couldn't find anything about it. Uh, today in Blues History. Time for today in Blues History, courtesy of the Twitter account at STL Blues History. That was a nice segue, Bill. Wasn't it? Good job, Bill. Wasn't it? <laughs> uh, October 26th, 2011, Brian Elliott kicks away 32 saves and recorded his first of 25 shutouts as Blue as the Blues beat the Vancouver Canucks. I remember that game. I remember him playing and just, uh, just being like, man, this guy looks like the real deal. And uh, what? You, I, although if you would have told me you would eventually be the Blues shutout leader all time, I probably would have called you a liar. Uh, 2000, October 26, 2013, Alex Bracangelo scored the 11,000th goal in Blues history versus the Nashville Predators. Uh, October 26, 2002, the Blues became the first team in NHL history to win four straight games with four different goalies. Can you guys name the four goalies? I think I can. I don't know, Bill. Should we, should we text these? How do we want to do this? Are we a team? Uh, well, okay. I think I think right now we're a team. So so All right. give me give me the setup once again. Uh, the Blues became the 2002. 
the Blues became the first team in NHL history to win four straight games with four different goalies. Brent Johnson. No. Frank Rathway? Yes. Reinhard Divas? Yes. Tom Barrasso? No. Curtis Sanford? Yes. Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, Cody Rutkowski? Yes. Yes. Good call. I couldn't think of it. Rutkowski, uh, that was his only NHL, star- NHL uh, start. Any win? Uh, October 26, 2000, or uh, sorry, October 26, 1983, Doug Gilmore recorded his first NHL point with an assist to Joe Mullen in a 4-3 loss to Calgary. That is the day in St. Louis Blues history from the at STL Blues History Twitter account. Good stuff. Uh, so the TD Ameritrade uh, buying out Scott Trade uh, Scott, Tra- Scott, Tra- Scott Trade Center will be renamed to the TD Ameritrade Center. Uh, does anybody care? <laughs> really? Uh, the only thing that I'll say is what what and I'm going to steal this from Bill because he we talked about this earlier this week and the only thing that bothers me is there's already a, a TD Garden in Boston, so we're going to have the TD Ameritrade Center. That's going to be weird. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit bizarre. I mean, I I'm one of the probably the few people who will appreciate the distinction between a banking institution and its brokerage subsidiary. God, you are but, such a fun person. Those are big words, though. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, no, the uh, this, is, this is a hockey show. Use small words. <laughs> uh I'll work on that for next week. Um, now it's yeah, it's it's the name to a building that has been sold to a corporation for advertising revenue. I, whatever. I'm just I'm just gonna call it the center. Probably it'll probably be people will probably call it the TD Center. That sounds but right. Do you, do you know what do you know what TD stands for though? Um, testicular testiculosis. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Testing diaphragms. <laughs> uh, it's for I, I. I'll I'll leave the uh, leave it to the conspiracy theorists, but uh, you know to to come up with something as to what it means. But it's Toronto Dominion. So, huh. fun fact for your next trivia night. Yeah. Uh, Ice Guardians premieres Monday, November 7th in St. Louis at the pageant. Uh, it premieres uh, not elsewhere, but in St. Louis, it's at the pageant on November 7th. It's a new documentary, if you haven't heard, that gives you an inside look at hockey players that have played the role of the enforcer. Uh, Kelly Chase is an executive producer, and general admission tickets are 40 bucks and include question and answer session with Chase, Brett Hall, and former Edmonton Oiler tough guy Dave Semenko. VIP tickets are 100 bucks and include dinner reception from 5.30 to 6.30 with food, beer, and wine. Anyone going? Guys? I know the, the, the star of the movie is Jeff Finley, right? <laughs> he did He did come out of the penalty box one time to fight Darian Hatcher. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Was that when Hatcher went after Demetra? Yep. Yep. I remember that. Yep. And Finley got an extra penalty for reaching out of the box and grabbing Hatcher. I, uh, that was, I appreciated him that day. I did too. That day only. 
Uh, as far as tickets go, I you know, I would love to sit here and tell you I'm definitely going because, man, that would be awesome to see that at the pageant. But VIP tickets are $100. General tickets are 40 Yep. That's a lot of money. I mean, I know I'm maybe I'm just being a cheapskate. And it is cool. You know, you can sit with Chase, Hole, and, and Cemento, but at the same time, I'm... Yeah, I don't know, $40. I don't know. I'm 20, thinking 25, I would say definitely. 40's pushing it. I want I I'm I'm going to see it eventually. And there Chase was talking about how it's it's got really really good reviews. Uh like award winning ca- uh in its category. Uh caliber. So uh the thinking is that it'll be much more widely released shortly after this. So other theaters would get it in the same area. And it would be regular theater ticket price, not because because Holland Chase and some will be there. It'll be like a regular movie, so then you could watch it for ten bucks. So I'll go see it then, probably. Yeah, I I look at it as forty dollars can get me into Scott Trade to see a game, so I might just spend my money doing that instead. Yeah, still a cool idea. I mean, though all those documentaries on. The tough guys that I've seen have been fantastic and very well done. There was one that, um, as much as I hate him, there was one that centered around Darren McCarty that uh, it was made years ago. I think he might have even still been playing when they made it. And it was so well done. So I, I have no doubt this one's going to be great. It's just, like I said, I, spending the money to see it in theaters, I might just wait till it comes out and, and it's much, easy, much more easily accessible. Have you uh, seen the Chris Nyland documentary? No, but I've heard that's fantastic. Yeah, really good. Uh, and the Don Cherry one's good too. The with the Wrath of Grapes, I think it's called. It's really good. I think the Don Cherry one's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I think it's on Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the uh, Don Cherry thing on uh, on YouTube uh, when I did see it. But yeah, I, I'm in the same boat with you guys. That you know, forty bucks is. You know, I'd rather pay that to go see a hockey game uh, live in person. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it would be a nice experience. Uh, but uh, you know, do the Q and A with uh, Chaser and Holly. Uh, but yeah, I like watching movies from my couch. Yeah, and, and the, those Q and As. I mean, as as fun as it is to be able to to talk to those guys. I've gone to a couple of those Q and A's. I went to one with uh, Kevin Smith and uh, what's that other guy's name? The guy, the Jansan Bob, um, Jason Muse. And uh, you know, I've gone to a couple of those in other events, other areas. And most of the questions are just silly, you know, and it's just like, do I really, you know, am I a better person for knowing this? You know? So it's kind of like, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to, you know, ask him a question or whatever. But at the same time, Almost every other question I hear, it's just like, really? That's that's what that's what you waved your hand for. I'm a pessimist, though. Don't listen to me. Well, the uh, the Blues. I briefly touch on some of these games. Uh, the Blues were in Edmonton against the Connor McDavid's, and they uh, lost that one three to one on the twentieth. Uh, Yakubov scored in his return to Edmund, uh, Edmonton uh, on a nice pass from Edmondson in Edmonton, uh, who was behind the Oilers' net for some reason. <laughs> uh, <follow. Yeah. laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, so they uh, Edmonton, you know, 
has looked fun this year. They're uh, they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're uh, five and one, aren't they? I'm I'm gonna call it right now. I you guys might call me crazy. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think I think L.A. is not going to make it with Jonathan Quick out as long as he's going to be. That opens up a spot for – well, I already thought Calgary was going to make it. So that pretty much leaves L.A. because I think Anaheim's out. So that leaves uh, what we got. Number one, I think it's going to be San Jose. And then I think two and three are going to be battles for Vancouver, L.A., Calgary, Edmonton. And then Arizona, I guess you could throw your hat in there, but I think it. I think Vancouver's out. I know they've had a good start, but I don't see them keeping that pace up. Yeah, um, no way they do. No, they, they just don't have a. I mean, I respect a lot of their players, but they don't. I don't like their roster. I don't like their goaltending. Um, I think you got Calgary at number two, and I honestly could see Edmonton taking number three. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Edmonton seems, you know, Calgary had that awful, awful start. And Edmonton's had anything but. um, But I think the Battle of Alberta is going to be awesome to watch this year. You know, the fact that there are already two games gone, um, it kind of sucks. But that's going to make for, for some great stretch run hockey. Yeah, I, you know, I was excited when I saw that they were playing back-to-backs to open the season, but now that it's over, I'm like, oh, man, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, I want to see them play in March and April. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think, I think, think Edmonton is going to make a push. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, they turn back into Edmonton in November, December, January when the stretch runs matter. But, uh, man, they, they are flying out of the gate. They look like a team on a mission. You call them the Connor McDavid's. That's what they are. They are rallying around that kid. I mean, I hate to make comparisons. It's not fair to him to do this, but you know, when that team got Gretzky, they turned into a new team. You know, and I think the same thing here could happen with Connor McDavid. Yeah, I I think for both of those teams, what what it'll ultimately come down to is uh, you know the defense and goaltending, and uh, the the big question for me is. Can Cam Talbot be consistent, and can they can he stay healthy? Because you know what's I, I just I don't know um, who's who's their backup this year. Uh, Shannon Sabatos. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good question. I I, I have no I, idea. You know, I, I think Calgary will be set with, uh, you know, with Elliott and Chad Johnson to spell them, but I, their defenses, I, I think Edmonton got, their defense got a lot better with uh, with Larson, and then uh, Chris Russell blocked so many shots. You know, that's going to take a lot Gustafson. of pressure. Gustafson is their backup. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, my God. Really? So, yeah. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh Cam Talbot can uh, can stay healthy. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's going to be a key to them. Otherwise, you know, I, I guess they can always make a, uh, make another trade. But uh, they're they're running out of first round picks to trade, or yeah, former first overalls to trade. Well, and then as much as we've, and I know we're going to get into this team here in a minute, but as much as we talked about how the terrible of a start Calgary had and how bad Elliot looked. Hey, Monday and Tuesday, that guy came into Chicago and came into St. Louis and did his job. And 
we all know in St. Louis what that guy can do. You know, I know a lot of people like to say he's a product of the system. Well, then I guess Calgary had a good system going the last two games because he looked fantastic. Uh, another segue into the game versus Calgary, the 6-4 to four win for the Blues on the 22nd. Uh, Prong got the hat trick. Um, Allen looked shaky to me. <laughs> um, but uh, one goal that stood out to me was uh, Yakupov's pass to Berglund on uh, Berglund's goal. Holy yeah. hell. That was a great play. That guy has just got – he's got the top-end skill. It's just a – Question is, can he maintain it? He didn't do that, Edmonton. His his first year, he was he led the wasn't he led, led all rookies in goals and was it and points or at least he was in the top three in points, but he wasn't even a finalist for the Calder because he was so inconsistent, and none of the writers thought he deserved it because he was scoring in bunches. Right now, he's scored a lot, gotten a lot of points here to start. The question is, can he maintain that through the rest of the year? I know the knock on him was following a system that yeah. uh, he, he, he had the skills he could, he could, but he just, he, his, his uh, production suffered because he couldn't, he wasn't, he was never where he was supposed to be. Uh, his teammates didn't know where, where he was and he'd miss assignments and he would, so his, his liability positionally wise on the ice. So uh, if he can be coached to understand the system properly, that is going to be huge. So, uh, he's been good so far. Uh, so we'll, I mean, he's getting his chances. He's, I've noticed he's, he's been back in his own. He's been responsible in the, in, his, in our own end, uh, for the most part. Um, and, uh, he's been active and he's had some good, good chemistry with his line mates. So, I, he seems to be doing okay with the system so far. So we'll see, like you said, we'll see if he can, uh, maintain that, uh, that level of, of play. One thing that I'll say from personal experience, I, I was at the the draft that he was uh, he was picked number one by Edmonton, and you know I know that I was just reading into it. I'm sure people said the same thing about Connor McDavid, but when he was drafted, and he had the interview afterwards with all the media crowding around him, he did not seem excited. He did not seem like he went to where he wanted to go, and I. Again, I'm I'm sure a lot of that's just reading into it, but you know we went up and interviewed, um, uh, drawing a blank on the name. There was a defenseman picked right after him. Was it Ryan Murray or uh, I can't remember who it was? But he had us. He was all smiles. He was excited. And the same thing with the next guy and the next guy. And it was just like man. I mean, it was, it was it, part of it? You got to figure is that he had been interviewed by NHL reporters for a year leading up to that because he was the undisputed number one pick. So he kind of already knew what he was doing. He knew where he was going, that kind of thing. But I got to say, if you want if you want to go back and watch tape, watch the interview that he had with Darren Pang on the bench after his first home game. I don't know if you guys watched that. It was right after the game ended. And uh, he uh, the fans were still going crazy. And he looked up into the crowd, had the biggest smile on his face, and just said, I love playing for these fans. And I actually feel like I believe him. I feel like he's he's actually excited to be on a contending team. Is that going to last for 82 games, as we are saying? We don't know. But it's nice to see him getting interviewed and him on the ice and him with his teammates 
and he seems excited and happy to be where he is. I, that's it's got to be a huge deal. It has to be. I mean, if you're playing in a, 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 in a city you don't want to be in on a team that is not any good, um, and you're a high end talent and you can't make that team better, uh, it's got to be very frustrating. So I'll, you got to uh, figure he he's looking at this as an opportunity to say, you know, I know him and Tarasenko are buddies. You know, he's looking at this as an opportunity to say, listen, that guy's a forty goal scorer. I've got the potential to be a forty goal scorer. I mean, if he can reach his potential, which I'm not getting ahead of myself because I don't think he's going to hit that mark, this team could potentially have two 40-goal scorers on their team. Just four years ago, everybody was asking, where are the goals going to come from? Well, if Ter- if he can, if Tarasenko keeps it up, which all signs point to he will, and if Yakupov can reach that next level, there's a lot of goals coming from your right wing. Is, is he going to score 25 this year? I'm sticking to my prediction of 15 to 20. Okay. Uh, but but uh, it, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about Allen too. He he was very shaky. I uh, he's had games like that in the past, and I know all of the the Blues goalies have Elliot uh, and uh, and Halak have as well. But I mean, that's been the number one knock on 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 Allen is that he gets in his own head. So. Uh, you got to hope that's just one game. Um, he didn't see the next game, which I think was a, a, actually a good call by Hitchcock, uh, giving him the night off. But uh, yeah, you got to—I don't know—you you, got to worry. But you know, next up is, and, and we'll get to this in a minute, is Detroit. Um, got to figure he's playing in that game. You know, is he going to play like Jake Allen, or is he going to play like the guy we saw on Saturday? Um. We're going to open up the uh, show to uh, anyone to join us and talk some hockey uh, in a couple minutes after talk about the uh, the game last night. So if you're listening, uh, uh, keep an eye out for that link that's going to be underneath the live stream on letsgoblues.com slash radio. And, and hey, before we get to the next game, kudos to David Perron. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. he you know, I, I still – have some issues with his play here and there, which we could talk about later if if we open it up to everybody else. But um, overall, though that that was vintage David Perron that we saw. He uh, he his goals were the yeah. way you expect that guy to be able to score. They weren't tap ins, uh, garbage goals. They were they were nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I you know you mentioned uh, the the one issue I have with Perron. Is that uh, you know he's a highly talented player? Everyone knows that, but uh, he's he's dirty. The guy yeah. is a dirty player. He he uh, he'll he'll take his arm over the back of your head and knock your helmet off. He'll I mean stuff a lot of players do, but he he will never ever fight anybody. So he'll never back it up with you know anything like that. So he'll take take liberties with the goalie, run on the goalie. We've seen him do it in the past. He's done it this season. Uh, so it's uh. I, I wish he wouldn't do that. It's gonna. Co- I mean, it's gonna cost the Blues power plays here and there, or uh, penalties here and there. So it's. We'll see. I, that's that. It bugs me that he's does that. But he's whatever. he's a modern day Tyson Nash. He's he's Much a guy better. that you can put in your top six. That's gonna ruffle feathers, but sometimes that's not a good thing. <laughs> I, I mean, Corey Perry does the same kind of thing. So I mean, he, but he's not as 
talented as Corey Perry, but Perry's dirty too. But whatever. Uh so the uh the four to one loss last night versus Calgary. Um the Blues have been dominant versus the Flames at home with uh, seven straight wins with a combined score of twenty five to nine in those games. Uh Steen's five hundredth game as a blue was last night. Uh Hutton got the start in net. Uh Jeff, you uh you said that uh you were you were in favor of that start. I was gonna question uh I was questioning why Allen didn't get the start. I know that he had a bad game the game before in the Blues win, but if Allen's your number one goalie, you got two days off, the home game versus Elliott, who you know is going to bring it, right? And uh, I, I could see, I, I, I could see the writing on the wall for the four to one loss. I knew that Calgary was going to play really well, and Elliott was going to play fantastic. So I was, I, I. Kind of wanted to see Allen play. I wanted to see how he responded to the bad game uh, prior, and I wanted to see him go against uh, Elliot at home uh, in a game where you knew the Flames would be playing good hockey. They just played against Chicago before and played a good game. So I, that that was my take on why I thought Allen should have played. I understand that Allen had a bad game, and you play you play uh, Hutton based on that. I get that logic. But I wanted to see Allen play to see how he rebounded and to go head-to-head against Elliott. Not nine times out of ten, I will agree with you. you. You play your starter no matter what. The kind of stuff that like Lindy Ruff pulls with his goalies in Dallas drives me bonkers. But I will, I'll say there's – to me, there was other factors in it. Yes, Allen had a bad game, and, and he should be able to give the chance to, to pull himself out of it. But to me, it's early in the season – so if goalie has a bad game, it's still okay to just throw your back up and say, hey, take a couple extra days, you know, we'll get you back in there on Thursday. Um, company that with the fact that Carter Hutton was the sole reason the Blues beat the New York Rangers uh, just last week. I, uh, um, I, I think that that was part of it. I think that Hitchcock said, hey, we got to get him back in there. He deserved it. You know, he, he earned another start. Um, and then, uh, I just think that, um, I think if this was March and he pulled that and, and, you know, he, Allen had a bad game and then they threw in Carter Hutton after I would not like that. I think it's too close to the playoffs. You need to let your starter know, no matter what, he's your guy. Um, but I just think this early in the season, I think it's not too much harm to do something like that. Give your backup more confidence. Cause again, I, I think he deserved another start within the next couple weeks. Uh yeah, we're not hearing Bill. Yeah, I can't hear you, Bill. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Bill. Nothing. <laughs> I was wondering why he's been quiet for so long. Yeah, I know he's gonna log off. Come back on. So uh, so uh, yeah, apologize to Bill. I didn't. Uh, he said I was talking over him. I couldn't hear him. <laughs> yeah. Anybody could he talked over me a couple times. Maybe me or you. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, he is gonna come back on in a second. Um. So um, Matthew Kachuk makes his uh, St. Louis debut. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. Uh, has good chances. Almost got a goal. Holy cow! He uh, hit the post off his foot, off his skate, or off God, his stick. He, does he not look like his dad? Like in terms, not not face. I'm saying playing. I mean, he so much, so many things he did last night reminded me of his dad. Hi, Bill. I hear you now. Yes. Yeah. You hear my dog? Yes. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bill. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't know you were. I couldn't hear you. I didn't mean to talk over you. Yeah, yeah me neither. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, no, um, just a before we're too far away from the conversation on Carter Hutton getting the uh, start last night, you know, I, I think that there there were quite a quite a few factors that would have played into that, right? Um, primarily the, um, you know, I, I agree with Jeff that they needed to get Hutton back in there because he played so well against the Rangers. Um, you know, there was a, a long road trip and, you know, I, I think that part of it too, and not, not that I think it's, it should be a big conspiracy or anything, but was you know, Jake Allen's looking forward to that game and you don't give him the start. Because he did look like shit in the uh, the previous game, you know he he's not been consistent, um, and you know it, I know a lot of people were pissed off, and I'm sure we'll get to uh, some of that uh, when we get down into the uh, uh, the social media fails. Uh, but <laughs> but um, you know the uh, early on in the season, you know, it, I'm. It's early season hockey. The the team's third in the conference. I'm I'm not all that worried about it. But the the play the the consistency's not there yet. You know whatever. Um, deal with it at this point. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing for for Jake Allen is he has got to become a consistent goaltender. And if there's any message sending going on uh, from from Hitch and company, that's got to be it. Get consistent. Don't don't be the guy that's constantly sliding out of position, um, you know, and don't be the guy who can almost cough up a uh, pretty sure victory in the uh, the game in Calgary. Um, did they? Uh, did you guys see the interview with uh, Schwartz after the game? No, and, I I switched right over to the World Series when the game ended. Am I? Am I? I, I guess I haven't. Maybe I haven't watched uh, a lot of the after post game stuff. Uh, but have they always had those those white blues jerseys in the background when Pang interviews somebody after the game this season? Because are those the Winter Classic jerseys? Because they haven't they haven't uh, unveiled them yet. But in the background was a they wouldn't make that mistake. You think? I'm just saying it was an old style blues logo. The jersey was white, and there was two stripes at the bottom. I'd never seen the jersey before. It wasn't an alumni jersey. And I, why would the alumni jersey be back there anyway? And did I don't know? Did anybody screen cap it? Because I, I had switched I, over to Drunk History before that game was even over. I, I still have it. I still have it on the DVR. I can. I think I do. Maybe I do. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll see if I have it, and I can. I can put it up. But uh, it was. I'm like, what jersey is that? And it was an older style Blues logo, and it was had the. I was like, huh. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they when they unveil because they're, they're going to unveil it here in a couple weeks. So, I don't know if you guys have noticed that before. I'm, I'm checking the interwebs right now, and I'm not seeing anything from anybody. You would think that it's all yeah. over about that. Yeah, I googled it earlier and didn't find anything. So I'm gonna try Reddit. Uh, we keep going. Um, yeah. So I have we posted the uh, the link yet? Because looks no, like Lance Lance is saying oh. he was looking for it. Yeah, I'll post it right now. Mm-hmm. So the if if uh, you're on the uh, on letscoblues.com/radio, you can if you're watching it now the stream now you can reset, refresh the page, and the link should be there, and you can uh, then join us if you'd like. Also, 
Uh, we'll be doing the uh, let, the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill trivia here shortly. So if you want to take on Bill, uh, and uh, Jeff can play too. Why not? Um, Yay! Take on the the a couple of the co-hosts here for the in the trivia and test your knowledge against them. Uh, we'll do that in a few minutes. Some blues trivia. There's a couple of good questions, as always. Of course. Yeah. Hey, can I can I have my rant real quick? Sure. Go go after it. Unless Bill, do you have something to say about trivia? Um, not about trivia, uh, but the one point I wanted to make um, when we were talking, well, when you guys were talking and I tried to talk and you couldn't hear me, um, about Yakupov and what, you know, what a good start he's off to. Um, he's, you know, a couple of things will probably normalize, but he's shooting 20% on the year, which, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, but he, you know, out of the, the guys, he's not getting a ton of ice time, but Right now, uh, the uh, fancy stats look pretty good for him. He's a positive possession player, and uh, I, you wouldn't have expected to see that. Um, of course, you know Alexander Steen, who's usually a positive possession player, is uh, is uh, worse on the team right now. So that'll level think, out. Things things will normalize, but yeah. uh, just that that was going to be my two cents on that. So have at your rant, sir. Well, and before I get to that, I, I want to piggyback off what you just said and, and say something I've noticed about Yakupov, and this is something that we have not seen with most Blues players since they've uh, turned the corner when Hitchcock joined, is I feel like Yakupov, he looks up when he shoots, and if he notices there's not a lane, he doesn't just go ahead and fire it and hope for the best. Um, I love Alexander Steen. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic player, but... Um, too many times that guy just will just fire it either with his Shoots head down to somebody's ankle. Yeah, and and I feel like and, and even Tarasenko does, and yeah, I mean even guys like Ovechkin and Crosby do it. But I feel like when Yakupov when he it's getting ready to unload, he takes one extra look and says, oh, "Okay, wait, there's no lane there." And instead of trying to just fire it anyway, he makes a smart pass, and I love that in him. I mean, again, if he can keep that up all season. That is one spectacular attribute to have. All right, so on to my rant. So, um, okay, Mr. Darren Payne. Um, love him or hate him, he says some good things, he says some bad things. He, uh, he's been known to just kind of ramble and, and just, you know, kind of talk about something that doesn't matter. We all know that. Last night, he annoyed me more than he has since the Blues were bad. Um, man, right from the get-go, right after the Flames scored their first goal, he started talking about how the Blues are fatigued from their trip home from Calgary. And I'm just like, uh, what? Uh, first of all, they flew home, uh, Saturday night. I think they, I think they got home, it wasn't Sunday at like 4.30 in the morning. So, I mean, it was, it was early, but that was Sunday. This was Tuesday, and the Flames played the freaking Chicago Blackhawks Monday night. Now, towards the end of the game, he got even worse. He started talking about how the Blues just don't have the legs because that trip home from Calgary was just so rough. And, you know, you got to kind of give them credit because they just, you know, that's a long flight. And I'm thinking – Okay, yeah, you're right, but they didn't have to stop in Chicago and play 
the three-time recent Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks. Like, so I'm sorry, that is not an excuse. And even even if the the Flames didn't play the Blackhawks the night before, that was Sunday morning. It's Tuesday. How are you not ready for a game? It's just the they used to him and Kelly both back when the Blues were bad. That was constant. It was it was all the time. Every game there was some excuse as to why they played bad. It oh man, it came back last night with a vengeance. I uh, I was losing my mind. I had to mute the TV because I was just going, "Are you kidding me? What? What are you talking about?" And I'm sitting there going, "Okay, you've been yelling at the TV for ten minutes." So I just wanted to get that out that, that Mr. Pang, if for whatever reason you hear this, just stop it. Stop coming up with excuses. Well, it isn't that kind of that that hockey folk wisdom, you know, like you know, two goal leads worst lead in hockey. You know, the first game back after a long road trip is always a letdown. I I think that it's just, you know, they they've got their script and they stick to it. No, and I agree. And and you know, and again, it's it's annoying, but it's just you know, and you you kind of deal with it. But again, the Flames had another game in between their games with the Blues, like. Don't try to use that excuse. We're not stupid. Well, some of us aren't. <laughs> I, I I have said that many times about uh, certain broadcasters. The, the the homerism level and the excuse making level for the home team is kind of ridiculous. I mean, uh, what what's so wrong with just saying the Blues didn't have a good game tonight? Like they just did not look good. They didn't play well. That happens to every the Blackhawks. They're what three and three right now. You know, I mean, every team has a bad stretch of games. Every team has a bad game here and there. Just say it. Just call it like it is. The Blues, they don't look good tonight. You know what? Let's hope they bring it, bring their game back on Thursday. That's all you got to say. You don't have to make excuses for them. I agree completely. That is a nice rant. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking for the – I'm trying to see if I got the game still on the DVR to pull up that thing, and I don't think I do. Hey, open uh, open roundtable, everybody. Yeah, I know Lance was asking. Yeah, yeah, Lance, where are you? We're looking for you. Um, just uh, refresh the letsgoblues.com page, and the uh, link should be there. Yeah, he said he'll try it next week. So, Well. We we may have missed our audience tonight. We we missed our our Lance special tonight. I do still have the game up. I'm not going to mess with getting a screenshot now, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll tweet it out later. And I'll ask. Yeah, screen, I'll have to screen cap it and tweet it. I'll ask the Twitterverse. All right. Um. Let's do. Uh, if anybody listening out there wants to do uh, the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill trivia shootout, go ahead and join up, and we'll. Uh, We'll have that going here in a second. If not, it's going to be head-to-head Bill against Jeff. Oh, boy. we got to get somebody. Come on. We haven't uh, we haven't had a contestant yet this season. No, we haven't. So somebody jump on right now. Go to letsgoblues.com, find the live link, and uh, just join up. You don't need a camera. You just need to be able to talk to us. I, I, see, an, I, I see a handful of listeners in our stats here, so 
I, I hear you. I, I see you out there, people. You, so if you want to, if you want to uh, take on Bill and Jeff, you don't have to know anything. They don't. Oh. Be... <laughs> All I know is Kurt's measurements. The quite. <laughs> I don't know my measurements. What? <laughs> uh, uh, you'd be amazed at what happens when you're sleeping. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I just go. That's. I just went to Kohl's. I'm like, this looks sexy, and I'll buy that. <laughs> I do love that. Quick, quick uh, sidebar. My wife and I will go to Kohl's, and she's like, "Oh, they don't have my size," you know. And there's like 17 different sizes there. And I'll walk up, and be like, "Oh, large. Oh, extra large. They got my size." It's so great being a guy. <laughs> Guys can wear any size. Yep. All right. Where are my questions? Here, where are my questions? There they are. All right, I a uh, bunch of uh, chickens out there. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we do the the social media fails first? See if anyone can join up in the meantime. All right, so anybody wants to play, you got about five minutes. Yep, we're gonna make fun of some social media tweet uh, tweets or not tweets uh, posts. And, and then, hey, if you're one of these people that we're about to mention, <laughs> it's your redemption right now. Come beat us at tw- trivia. Come on the show and tell us how much we're wrong for making fun of you, or, or yeah. validify your point. Uh, if you're if you didn't catch last week's show, we did a uh, introduced a new segment called uh, Blues Social Media Fails, where we take what we feel are some pretty hilarious social media comments about the blues and bring them front and center for you. If something uh, we say is something you happen to have said, please don't get offended. But you know, <laughs> we don't really care. And we're not going to mention names, right, Kurt? No, we're not. I, it was a screen name. It wasn't like a real name. Yeah, whatever, liar. Uh, <laughs> uh, did, did you guys? Did you guys have any, or are we going off the ones I have here? I uh, I was bad I, this week. I didn't add any. Yeah, I I looked for some, but uh, I I didn't find any of my. Uh, my okay, I have a few. I have I have a few here, and we'll we'll go through these. All right, from the St. Louis Blues Lounge. They always make the list, don't they? <laughs> if the Blackhawks had Elliot, would you still want him to succeed against the Blues? <laughs> tell me again uh, which fans want Elliot to succeed against the Blues right now. Uh, uh, I will tell you right now. I have no problem with Elliot shutting the Blues out every game during the regular season. Uh, just because it's regular season and they'll make up the points. Playoffs, no way. If he's on the Blackhawks, he's out on the Blackhawks. So why are you asking? That's the way I see it. <laughs> I, 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 I want to know where all these people are that want want Elliot to beat the Blues that are, that are Blues fans. I don't I don't know of any Blues fan that really wants Elliot to beat the Blues. So I want um, Elliot to be successful. I just don't want I, him to beat the Blues. I I agree with you. I like <laughs> Elliot a lot. And when he's not playing St. Louis, yes. Have a have a great career. I hope he goes seventy nine and zero all season. I'm sorry, seventy nine and three all season. All right. Also from the St. Louis Blues Lounge, uh, a gentle reminder from Brower last night that he has a serious loss come the playoffs. You know, okay, this one isn't. At, while Brewer had a uh, Brower, Brewer, Brewer, stop it. While Brower had a fantastic playoffs for us last season. That is not typical Brower in the playoffs. Not based on the past, his history in the in the playoffs. So uh, he is actually was actually a very 
bad point producer in the playoffs compared to what he did for us. So, why don't we see what this team can do in the playoffs before we start making comments like that? Also, from the same as Blues Lounge, how many cups has Moose won? He was a good goalie, but he isn't that good. Move, move on, people. <laughs> Brian Elliott, pretty damn good. He's our all-time shutout leader. He's our all-time goals against average leader. And I think all-time save percentage leader. So. I just love how that is the barometer for so many people. Like, well, how many cups that guy went? Like, I've literally had people, and I've talked about how I liked Jeremy Roenick uh, when he was younger man. And they're like, well, how many cups did he win? Why does that matter? Is it one person winning the cup? How many cups has Lundqvist won? Yeah. Oh, that I guy mean, definitely shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame then, right? No, no, no. Alex uh, Ovechkin, he's not a Hall of Fame player. He, he isn't that good. Lundqvist isn't that good. Ovechkin, yeah. not good. Move on, people. <laughs> it, has nothing, it has nothing to do with the team around you at all. It's just, you know, one player. Now move on. So we're moving on to the uh, Blues official Facebook page. Uh, the Blues posted, cheers. Tarasenko has his new limited edition... Blues 50 anniversary Pepsi can available at Schnucks while supplies last. Have you guys seen these? The Blues cans at Schnucks? They're Blues Pepsi cans. I have a couple up here. You can't see them. But they have Blues logos on them. 50 anniversary. Okay. They say collector's edition on them, which means they're not. So, <laughs> uh, just, just like the uh, 2006 World Series champion Budweiser I still have. I, I have I have like 10 of them. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm a poster replied to that post. Uh, Seriously, who cares about some stupid soda can? <laughs> You're gonna take time out of your day. Oh, I saw. So this guy who cares enough to post anti-soda can comments. <laughs> this guy has picked his battle for the day, and is running with it. Down with soda cans. That's. <laughs> What 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 motivates you to, to lash out at the blues for <laughs> posting about a their logo on a Pepsi can? I, move on, people. <laughs> how many cups has Tarasenko won? Who cares? How many cups has Pepsi won? <laughs> uh, okay. Also from the Blues official Facebook page, uh, a poster posted. Prime example: Why you support the why you support the team and players, not trash them. Winner, win or learn, no loser. Love them or leave them. It's about being there through the good times as well as not so good. Whether it's the team or as a whole or a player, if you don't support them when they're down, you don't deserve to cheer them when they're up. Go Blues. Did so another Churchill write that? Uh, it's <laughs> I think it was Patton. Oh. In other words, don't boo or criticize or boycott ever. I think that's what I that's what I took from that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I read uh, some like somebody who's trying to come to grips with the the Cubs might win the World Series and you know the lovable losers thing is going to get you know harder for us to to come to grips with. I don't dictate how people are fans. Don't ever try to do that. You know. <sighs> Not not everybody has to be happy that you know Jake Allen's had a shaky start to the season. Just shut up. You know what? Post, <laughs> you know what? Plus, I hate are, are the ones where say the Blues have a bad game, 
or, or Tarasenko looks like ass in a game, and you'll get the posts that say, "It's okay, it's okay, Tarasenko. We still love you. We support you." Well, no shit. It's, it's it, you don't have to go on there and just gush about a player when he has a bad game. You can say he had a bad game. It's okay. He yeah, knows. I, I always love the arguments that people get into with the "Are you allowed to boo your team?" thing. That oh always starts some crazy long just argument between many people and it's just like you said you do your thing i'll do mine who cares move on yeah yeah, yeah move on <clears throat> yeah it's you know it's kind of uh kind of the uh you know the other end of the spectrum from what we were talking about last week with the you know pareko's not going to hit somebody time for him to go too you know one yeah. bad game and it's time to pull the trigger if he's not going to hit anybody, chip him out. Oh. Jesus. Um, that, that so, didn't hit anybody. Chip him out. Yeah, I mean, they'll always replace him with Carlo Koliakovo. <laughs> that, guy, that guy always seems to, to rise back into the Blues lineup. You want to see my impression of Koliakovo? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Shall we do a play-by-play? Oh, I see. Yeah, it, Kurt shoved his face into the camera. Yeah, nice, nice. That was good. wonderful. I, I, if you haven't seen that GIF, you need to look it up, folks. Look up Koliakovo GIF. <laughs> Comes out of nowhere, right in front of the camera, and just makes this painful. He got hurt every other shift. Yeah, he did. Okay, made of glass. So, so we've got. Uh, I was going to say before we move on here, um, it's it's. I'm not going to take credit for this, but this fits in this segment. Um, Jeff's favorite Art Lippo uh, tweeted uh, a, a picture from the uh, of a, a nice rant from the lounge uh, after last night's game that I, I think is pretty pretty damn awesome. Read it? So I'm gonna read it. So All this right. is uh, from Dan Whalen to the St. Louis Blues Lounge. This is gonna be salty. What are you What's doing? It? You're reading. What? Uh, he's he posted it. Okay. Oh, this is Art Lippo tweeted. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is what Art Lippo tweeted. <clears throat> so this is going to be salty. That was your trigger warning. Move on if you don't want to hear some truth. One, Blues played a shitty game tonight. Slow, lackluster, not even trying. Skating in circles, no puck pursuit. Occasional moments of brilliance. Your best line was the Reeves line, so that should explain it all. Two, all the fucking fans in the building who made Elliot feel right at home in a road game should be ashamed of yourselves. The Moose chants on early saves are not good sportsmanship. That is just fans pining for a former player and giving out some home-cooked confidence. Just what he needed. Hope you're happy. Hope you're Y-O-U-R. <laughs> happy that we parenthetical the blues you know the team you're actually supporting again why you're are <laughs> but were no apostrophe more vocal with moose chance only scored one against your lost love you did not bring it as the quote-unquote extra man tonight that is all fuck that game you know <laughs> you need to read all of them all the social media fails but the thing is, is that it's funny because he goes cheering a goalie on a, a, a goalie for making a save, an opposing goalie is not good sportsmanship. That's the definition of good sportsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> exact, he is the he couldn't be any more wrong. That is the exact opposite. 
Yeah. Well, and to be completely honest, when I because it was only what the first or set first two saves I think that I actually heard the moose chant. I thought, you know, that is awesome. That I was love- my first thought. Like, and I know I'm an Elliot fan, but I think you know, even if they did that to someone else that I didn't like, uh, except Steve Ott, um, <laughs> I would I appreciate that. I think that's great. I think it's like, hey, we want you to know that. We miss you and we love you and, and, you know, we wish you luck as long as you're not playing our team. Like, that's what I got from that. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. Fans who are paying attention know that Elliot kind of got a raw deal in St. Louis as a whole, I think. I agree. And so – and it wasn't just last season or, or, or in the offseason when he was traded. or It, it was kind of his – most of his time here. He, he never really was given the number one. So uh, – I think the fans who are paying attention, they 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 cheer him when you know they give him the moose uh, call when he made a save. That's just a it's like a shout out. Hey, you know we appreciate what you did here. That even though the team, the management, ownership may not have appreciated it quite as much. So there's no one to uh, play some trivia. So I guess we're going to have a head to head with Bill and Jeff. A tete a tete. I'm down. For the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill Trivia Shootout. Brought to you by the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. All right. Are you guys ready? Yep. All right. Question number one. Who is the only player ever to net a hat trick in back-to-back games for the Blue Who is the only Blues player to ever net a hat trick in back-to-back games? A. Red Hall. B. Dan Quinn. C. Scott Young. Phenomena. Jeff Ponder's answer is in. Mr. Bill. Your answer is in as well. Okay. Question two. What city did the Blues almost move to in the early 80s? A. Hamilton, Ontario. B, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. C, San Jose, California. A, Hamilton, Ontario. B, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. C, San Jose, California. Okay. Answers are in. Uh, Question three. Who said this? The game is not played with airplanes. With everyone flying, it's, it's played with tanks. That's the way we've got to play. It's foot soldiers. And no, it was not somebody from the Blues Lounge. <laughs> a TV analyst Rob Ramage B head coach Mike Keenan C general manager Ron Caron this game is not played with airplanes with everyone flying it's played with tanks that's the way we've got to play it's foot soldiers talk a. about mixed metaphors okay and you guys uh, got your answers in good all right, question four. Who designed the early 80s blues jerseys with the word blues arching over the blue note? A, Ruth Ornest. B, Amity Wurschlager. Wurschlager. C, an unknown fan. Bill's answer is in. That's a stupid question. Jeff's answer is in. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not sure? Yeah, that's probably it. All right. Uh, Question number five. In 19... 
26, the St. Louis Blues were a professional what? A, poker team. B, football team. C, bowling team. In 1926, the St. Louis Blues were a professional what? Bill's answer is in. More of the choices again. Uh, A, poker team. B, football team. C, bowling team. Professional what? Anders answer is in. All right. And the bonus question, question number six. October 10th, 1993, which of these happened? A, Craig Janney walks in on his wife and Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> B, Murray Barron overslept and missed the Blues home opener. C, Brett Hall made his NHL coaching debut. What? One of those happened. You were waiting for one that you were sure about. A. Craig Janney walks in and his wife and Brendan Shanahan. B. Murray Barron overslept and C. Brett Hall made his NHL coaching debut. And uh, you guys both have your answers in. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Question number one: Who was the only Blues player ever to net a hat trick in back-to-back games? Brett Hall. Uh, you guys both guessed Scott Young. It hey. was too obvious. Yeah, that's that's why I thought too. That's that's why I threw it in there. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll throw an obvious one in there and throw them off. All right. Question two. What city did the Blues almost move to in the early 80s? You both uh, guessed Saskatoon. That is correct. Um, question three. Who said this? The game is not played with airplanes, with everyone flying. It's played with tanks. That's the way we've got to play. It's foot soldiers. Answer is uh, you guys guessed uh, Ron Caron. The answer is Ron Caron. Ron Caron, the professor. There's meat on the burner. <laughs> uh, who designed the early '80s blues jerseys with blues arching over the blue notes? The answer is uh, Bill guessed A. Ruth Ornest and uh, Ponder guessed Amity. Uh, the answer is A. Ruth Ornest. Why? The wife of Blues Savior Harry Ornest. Yes. Oh, I should have known that. Um, in 1926, she actually she designed that one, and she designed one that was not approved. Uh, and that, there was a stupid. Did you see the one that Estill History tweeted out? It was a blue note with an arch over it, and it said Blues going over the top of the arch. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. It was on. A little too much going on there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. Um. So in 1926, the St. Louis Blues were a professional what? Uh, Bill guessed bowling team and Ponder guessed poker team. Both wrong. Football team. Really? St. Louis had a professional football team in 1926 called the St. Louis Blues. Before NFL, AFL stuff. Was that the fifth question? That was the five, yes. All right, so Bill won. Bill won three to two. By one. The bonus question is, October 10th, 1993, which of these happened? <laughs> uh, a, I'm going to read them again because it's fun. It makes me laugh. A, Craig Janney walks in on his wife and Brendan Shanahan. B, Murray Barron overslept and missed the Blues home opener. C, Brett Hall made his initial coaching debut. The answer is C. You guys both guessed B. Brett what? Hall initial coaching debut. The St. Louis Blues versus Team USA. It was a 4-3 to loss. Brett Hall was injured at the time, so he was coach in that game. That is messed up. 
Wait a minute. NHL coaching debut? That's not technically an NHL that, coaching debut. It was a it was a preseason NHL game with NHL players. All right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that was a tiebreaker because I might be doing this in protest. You so. can you can protest. Uh, I got that one from SJ Blues History. So you can pro- he worded it that way, so you can protest him. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch he, him out. He is the law of the land. Who was was that the uh, the Team USA team uh, where uh, was it Ray LeBlanc was the goalie? The team that they took the Lily Hammer. That sounds that's the right year, right? I mean, that was uh, ninety. Well, they didn't go that year. It was ninety two or ninety four. Yeah, ninety four that year. Um, it was uh, Winter Olympics because wasn't that the the first year that they did the the winter offset from the summer? The first, yeah. It wasn't ninety three. It wasn't odd. It was even, so it couldn't have been ninety three. It was ninety. Maybe, uh, maybe it was ninety four. They went, but that's close. LeBlanc was about that. LeBlanc. He was about that era. Man, I tell you what, I I miss those like inner league games like. Preseason sucks. It is not fun. I wish the NHL did more stuff like that. Like they uh, maybe they bring a junior team down, or or the the Team USA for you know the under eighteen, or even just like the Chicago Wolves. Like get the best of the Wolves that haven't played the Blues. Something like that. I would actually be Hell, somewhat bring, bring over some you know the uh, the one of the teams from Sweden or you know the any of the European professional leagues. Yeah, I think I think that'd be great. I, I would lo- I would actually be interested in going to a preseason game. Like they don't really change the prices too much for preseason, so it's just like when I get the chance to go, I'm like I'm not going. That's stupid. I'm not going to spend regular season money on this. But if they're playing like a, a team that they wouldn't normally play, I might actually be inclined to go. You can get preseason tickets cheap though on. on yeah, the- but when you go to the box office they still try to charge you full price ah, screw that I'll, you, you go for five dollars yeah <laughs> sub hub or something uh okay well um you guys uh have anything else you want to add any uh wisdom of of wisdom? i was gonna say wisdom of knowledge that's not even a thing no it's not no it could be how about this is our this is <laughs> the closing segment will be jeff and <laughs> jeff and bill's wisdom of knowledge what's <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the only thing I have is um, tomorrow night should be should be a good test for the Blues after coming off a bad game against Calgary. I think uh, the Red Wings always seem to come in here and, and play hard. And, um, you know, there's still a little bit of that rivalry that uh, some of the players know about and obviously the fans still feel. And then Saturday, I, I know that, uh, you know, no Jonathan Quick for the Kings, but um, I think that's going to be a, a real good test for the Blues. I think that um, – uh, you know, they need to – they always seem to feel like they got to play their best game against L.A., and, and I think that's still the case. I mean, they they thwarted the Blues in the playoffs, uh, what, two, three years in a row there? So, uh, you know, I think that's uh, going to be another little good test for them. And then, then they go on their uh, road trip. I guess probably the next time we'll talk to you, they play the Rangers on Tuesday. So we'll have that game to recap as well. Um Blues, uh, historically, I feel like have done well in Madison Square Garden, so we'll see how they come out of that one. But, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm sorry? Tarasenko shows up in Madison Square Garden, too. Yes, yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah, his, uh, his uh, you know, welcome to the, the broader NHL world 
hold that, that goal where he undressed the, uh, the entire Rangers defense. And I think, wasn't it? It was Cam Talbot who was playing the yep. goal that night for the for the Rangers. When, yep. Yeah, the, the uh, Forsberg style goal. But yeah, I, I can remember quite a few uh, uh, memorable goals in Madison Square Garden. McKinnis scoring from center ice uh, back in his last couple of seasons with the Blues. So, yeah. Laterra is supposed to make his return, rumored to make his return tomorrow night. So, against Detroit. So, that'll be good. And Allen will get the start. Uh, so, that's, uh, that's, you know, it's early in the season and kind of a big start for Allen, to be honest. Because he's uh, a couple of uh, eh starts, and uh, so we'll see how he plays. Um, two quick things for me. The last thing is going to be participation from you guys. You can make it as short or long as you want. First thing, whoa, Ben Bishop, man, yes. you you are a man. That dude stayed in the game. Kudos to him. Um, that ain't that no sucks. That, how does that happen? I mean. I, how does that happen, Ben Bishop? That's crazy. So, how does that happen, Bill? Yeah, let's go, goalie. Yeah. Um, shit luck. I mean, <laughs> I mean that isn't. There's that... your expert analysis. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, how many how many times do you get hit, you know, in in the face mask and nothing happens, and just to take that and and lose the the two front teeth. Yeah. yeah, for those who didn't see it, it's not that graphic, so I don't, I don't think anyone really needs to shy away from it. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Ben Bishop front teeth gets pelted in the face uh, with his mask on and loses his front teeth. That's that's crazy. I, I I don't think I've ever actually seen that before. I uh, that's I, I when I saw the when I heard the the I saw the comment before I saw the video. I was like, oh, he's going to, you know, chip a tooth or something. Oh, no. <laughs> he's Yeah. 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 But there, it, it, yeah, it doesn't look like they, you know, they were broken out. It looks like they were sheared off. Yeah. 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 That is awful. And, he got, um, and he's like, smiling. He's yeah, smiling. Yeah, he was smiling. He was smiling like somebody you'd see in like a crazy war movie who just got shot in the arm or something. Um, second thing, this is, I guess, what we can close on. Jaden Schwartz at center. What do you guys think? I feel like that's something we probably should have talked about. He said after the game that uh, uh, I, I think Pang asked him if it was uh, more tiring to play center. And uh, he kind of shrugged off in a way that I didn't believe him. <laughs> so, obviously, it's more tiring. And he said if they're, when, you know, they were chasing the puck a lot, in that game, they didn't play very well, so they they were they were chasing the puck a lot. So uh, he, in that game in particular, he's uh, he's going to get more worn out. So I think if they play better as a team, then he's not going to get you know, they're not chasing, and he's going to be more effective. But he wasn't in that game. Yeah, I uh, I I'm two of my teams right now. I'm a defenseman by nature. I've been asked to play forward and uh, mostly, I guess, center. And um, it's, 
I just feel so uncomfortable because I'm not used to playing that position. And I feel like I can read that in Jaden Schwartz. Uh, they, I think they were talking about last night. The last time he played center was before college. Um, yeah. Yeah, he didn't and, play at Colorado. No. So I I, uh, I don't know. I, I saw him out there. And there were times, like, you know, because he was with Tarasenko, and, and I think he's very comfortable with him. But there are times when they were going up the ice or – uh, in the defensive zone where I just felt like he did not look comfortable one bit. So I'm more than happy to see him move back to the left side when Latero's back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's something that, you know, it, he's there by necessity because of the loss of Latero. And uh, it, by the, if, if you're going to make that move, it's something that you want to do, have a lot more practice in and probably something you want to do in the preseason. So it just, I don't know, try and try. If, if anybody can learn a, a position, I think he's got the smarts to do it. But yeah. I would have been more comfortable with Fabry. Fabry played center in uh, juniors, right? Yeah. yeah. And I know that, that that's, a, that's a heap of trouble if you have a young guy move into the center of the ice. But, I mean, shit, when they're down 2-1, 3-1, Give it a shot. See what the kid can do. I would have been more comfortable with that. Yeah, I don't disagree with that one bit. Well, I think that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio, guys. Uh, don't forget to check out our friends over at the Beyond Checkerdome podcast, Blues Chicklets, and the Blues Hockey podcast, of course, and the Drop podcast, and the Smash podcast. Be sure to stop by the Boonlet Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri, when they open. It's got to be a matter of hours now, right? <laughs> so so uh, you can check out their website at uh, www.bluenotesportsbar.com for announcements and info on when they'll open. You can also find them on Facebook. So for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Craig Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.